Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Forging the Path. My name is Adam, and this podcast is all about encouraging men to step up and become the fathers, the husbands, and the leaders that God has called us to be by following Jesus and by looking to the scriptures. And today is kind of a special, unique pre-Thanksgiving episode. There's no Friday morning episode this week like I normally do on Friday mornings because I am going to be unplugged and enjoying the Thanksgiving weekend with my family. Um, My wife's relatives have this awesome cabin in the woods. We're going to hang out with them, eat a ton of delicious food, and do a little hunting and just rest. I'm really looking forward to it. But before I unplug, I wanted to share this really short story, well, really more like a comment from my friend Russ. And Russ is just awesome. He's very quick-witted. He's always good for a a one-liner, a punchy saying. And he and I were grabbing coffee last week. He made this comment about Proverbs 27, 17, about how how we probably sometimes don't really grasp what the author's really saying about it. So Proverbs 27, 17 says, just as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And so Russ said almost in passing to me last week, you know what's funny? Proverbs says iron sharpens iron. It doesn't say iron comforts iron. And I've been thinking about that almost for the last week straight. I love that. I love that comment. Hey, Russ, if you're listening, shout out. Thank you. Um, Iron doesn't comfort iron. Iron sharpens iron. So we need a band of brothers, right? And if you don't have one, I'm going to give you a couple practical tips at the end of this episode and some ideas, suggestions, what you could do next. But, and here's the other thing. Isolation kills. So you got to have, you got to have a band of brothers that sharpen each other. You got to have it because if you're isolated, yeah, that's so detrimental to your own soul, to your own growth, to your own development, to your own process of becoming more like Jesus. But it's also detrimental. That isolation, that passivity is detrimental to the, to the society at large. We have so many men who are isolated and passive right now. They don't have a band of brothers. They're not intentional about being sharpened and it's it goes to show that in our american understanding of this we we just want we want quick we want easy we want convenient we want comfortable (laughs) and if there's a way to become more like jesus the quick and easy way sign us up but it doesn't happen like that. And so sometimes guys get into a brotherhood. They get into a men's group. They get into a local church. And then that sharpening factor happens and they run away. Because they weren't expecting sparks to actually fly. They weren't expecting the difficult work of, of sharpening to take place. That, of that forging that I've talked about in the past too. So I just wanted to share a couple key insights about this whole truth of iron sharpening iron. First, it doesn't happen by accident. It's a deliberate and intentional act. No two pieces of iron accidentally bumped into each other ever. 
and became sharp blades of steel. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. So sharpening, it involves having a plan and knowing how to accomplish it. Our spiritual sharpening requires deliberate intention as well. And I wonder, do you have an intentional plan for your growth and for your own sharpening? Number two, iron doesn't sharpen iron without a great deal of effort. You know, there's a reason that the blacksmiths in the movies are always, you know, jacked with these huge muscles. It's because they're carrying these huge, heavy hammers all the time. And they're working hard, physical, manual labor around the clock. In the same way, sharpening and being sharpened spiritually takes a great deal of effort. If you want to be sharp, you got to be prepared to put in the work. Number three, sharpening takes time. All that deliberate, demanding work doesn't happen at once. It can be a long, slow, sometimes arduous process. Even if everything seems to be going according to plan for a little while, setbacks will creep in there sometimes. And here's the thing. You ask any master craftsman, and they'll tell you that good work shouldn't be rushed. Neither can our spiritual growth. So if you want to grow, if you want to become more like Jesus, if you want to be sharpened, expect to have your patience tested through the process. Don't get discouraged about the amount of time and the amount of effort that it requires. Number four, Iron sharpening iron is a violent act, right? Whether you're thinking about, you know, filing your knives and sharpening your knives, the the file's great against each other, shavings fall away, or maybe you're thinking about, you know, blacksmithing, foundry work. I mean, hammers are pounding, sparks are flying. Uh, There's heating, there's cooling, there's twisting, there's there's hammering, there's otherwise uh, torturing kind of process for the metal to be in the shape that it needs to be. And in real life, that translates into a number of difficult conversations, accountability, confessing of sin, challenging of one another's bad habits or or small ways of thinking. Uh, When someone says or believes something that isn't true about who God is, about who they are, calling each other higher. And that is hard. It takes a lot of discomfort to have a genuine, authentic brotherhood. So if you want to be sharp, brace yourself for the impact of that change. Becoming more like Jesus requires some change and some sacrifice. Number five, iron sharpening iron is totally 100% worth it. It's worth it. All the other things I mentioned up until now talk about the difficulty and the challenge, but I just want to I just want to tell you all, it's so so worth it. Ask anyone who works with knives. And they will tell you that you're more likely to hurt yourself with a dull blade. Cutting with a sharp blade is just a whole lot better. Sharpness has value. It doesn't matter if it's a kitchen knife or a splitting axe or a sword. A fine edge will make all the difference. And and when the author of Hebrews writes in chapter 4 that the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword, he's making a point about the scriptures, but he, he did it by equating 
the worth of the scriptures to their sharpness. So if you want to be sharp, remember, it's worth it. There's value in becoming sharp. And hopefully that will carry you through some of the, some of the difficulties of having a genuine brotherhood that requires sacrifice where there's time, there's energy, you got to show up consistently. And then other guys, they start calling you out on some stuff and you start calling them out on some stuff and you start challenging each other. And that's hard, but man, it's worth it. It's so, so worth it. So what about you? Do you have an intentional plan for your growth, for your sharpening? Are your are your ideas of sharpening sometimes too idealistic? Some things to consider. And I just want to say here, I'll leave you with a couple practical tips. If you're struggling and you're kind of going at it alone, you should find a group of men that you can join. And that might have been easier back in high school or college, right? Now it might be more difficult. So here's a couple practical suggestions for you. Uh, Look into a men's group at a local church. If you're not already going to a local church, find a local church. Find a church that teaches and preaches and believes the Bible and commit. And in that local church, you might be able to find a men's Bible study, a men's prayer group, um, some men's retreats, or a service project or two that will help introduce you to some dudes who love God. So number one, practical suggestion, (laughs) find a men's group at your local church. Don't be isolated. Find a band of brothers. Number two, start your own group. I've done this several times. I know other guys who've done this several times. You don't have to be a pastor or a minister to do this. Oftentimes, it begins with just two or three committed guys who show up once a week over coffee or once a month for breakfast. You could do a Bible study. I I mean, one of the simplest ways is just start with the book of James. Read it talk about it together. Or or you could just catch up on life, share some goals of how each of you want to become a better husband, a better father, a better leader, and then hold each other accountable to those goals and pray for each other. So number two, start your own group. Number three, find some guys with a common interest uh, at work, in the neighborhood. Uh, maybe it's working out at your gym. Maybe it's golf maybe going to a golf club, bowling, bowling alley, gun range, whatever, wherever. Get together with other men for some of those common activities. Oftentimes, guys are just waiting for someone else to ask them. I know some guys who like working on cars in a garage together. You know, I know some guys who like, uh, they like archery, you know, they'll they'll shoot their bow together. Um, So just find some common interest with guys in your area. And don't be afraid to take that first step. So those are three very practical suggestions. Number one, find a men's group at a local church. Number two, maybe start your own group. Number three, find some guys with a common interest. Start hanging out and doing that activity together. (laughs) Okay, my dog was barking in the background. You might have heard it. Um, I apologize for that. But I let him outside and I think he's much happier for now. Anyway, Iron sharpens iron. 
It's not about our comfort. It's not about our convenience. That's not to say there isn't a place for comfort in our brotherhood, in our men's group. There is. It's just that our becoming more like Jesus, our being shaped and molded and sharpened into something that looks more like him is the priority. Our comfort and convenience is not the priority. So let's fix our eyes on him and run after him together. And as we do so, we'll sharpen one another and we'll become more like him.